Hi, this is Jessica Valenti, and you're listening to The Week in Abortion, the audio version of Abortion Every Day. Today is Saturday, November 25th, 2023. I hope everyone is doing well, and I am going to start by saying I'm so sorry about the audio quality. I went upstate, I'm hanging out with family up in Woodstock, New York, and I completely forgot my microphone back in Brooklyn. So things may not sound the best. I hope that you can forgive me for that. Hopefully it is worth listening to regardless. If this is your first time listening to The Week in Abortion, first and foremost, thank you. If you're listening, it means that you are a paying supporter and that you make the newsletter possible. I am sure everyone who has heard me say this every single time I record is really, really sick of me saying it over and over again, but just continue to do it because it's true and I want to make sure that people know it. I would not be able to do this newsletter without the support of readers. I really, really wouldn't. So I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm so grateful for the support. The Week in Abortion is where you'll find extra commentary, extra analysis, really a look back at what the most important stories and through lines and takeaways from the week were. I've been finding it super useful because there is so much news every single day and it can be hard to discern what we really should be tracking and paying attention to. And so this is sort of my attempt to really synthesize those through lines and make sure that people feel like they have a narrative going from from one week to the next about what the most vital and important stories are. So hopefully you find it as useful as I do. Let's start with some good news in polling. I always love to start with good news in general, but polling especially is a nice little reminder of despite all of these horror stories, despite all of this bad news, we really are in the majority. And that always makes me happy to <laughs> to think about it. it, makes doing this work a little bit easier. Obviously, since Roe was overturned, the polls have shown this again and again, that Americans support abortion rights and that Americans are becoming more and more pro-choice. We know that's true. There is a new poll from the Wall Street Journal that really bolsters all of that other data that we've seen and adds some new info to the mix. And so the poll shows record high support for abortion rights, which is amazing. It showed that the majority of voters, 55% of voters, want abortion legal, quote, for any reason. And that line, for any reason, is really, really interesting and really, really important, right? We are so used to seeing data, so used to seeing polls that are about exceptions or about, you know, weeks. When do you support, you know, abortion up until, for any reason, incredibly important, especially because we are seeing more and more, and I've written about this quite a lot, the very sharp increase in numbers when it comes to people supporting abortion throughout pregnancy, right? In the last five years, we have seen a a 10-point jump in people who say abortion should be legal at any point. And that's really tremendous. 10 points in in five years is a a huge deal. And so this poll really backs that up. They found that 77% of Democrats think abortion should be legal for any reason, and that is up from 52% in 2016. They also found that 53% of independents believe this. That's also really important because, as we saw in Ohio, independents really swung the issue one election our way. The best piece of data, though, the, the thing that I am positive has Republicans shitting their pants, was that one third of Republicans think abortion should be legal for any reason. One third. One third is a really significant number. And again, Republicans are so nervous. They're so afraid of abortion right now, as they should be. If you like those numbers as much as I do, think about sharing them. I've included a GIF in the written version of the newsletter, just an image you can download to put on your socials. I've included a link not just to 
the Wall Street Journal poll, but to a whole year's worth of polls that show all sorts of different fantastic numbers about how much Americans support abortion. And I'm going to start really encouraging people to do this more, I think. We need to let people know, friends, family, our communities, our states, we need to let people know just how pro-choice America is. And there's a reason for that. What voters believe other people think about an issue is really important. And it makes sense, obviously, right? Like people care what their friends and neighbors think and their votes are influenced according to that. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to change someone's mind off the bat, right? But what people believe their community stands for absolutely influences their vote. And so the more that we can get the word out that this country is pro-choice, the better off we're going to be. That is why, and I think I wrote about this this week, that is why that's part of the reason that Republicans are using words like consensus, right? It's not just to distract from the fact that they're trying to pass abortion bans against the will of voters. It is to try to make Republicans and anti-choice people feel as if they're in the majority. So let's dispel that myth as quickly as we can. Some other news this week that is worth sharing that I think is one of those things that could um, change hearts and minds. States with abortion bans are really seeing more and more of a brain drain. And this is something that I've been covering the newsletter for a long time. But this week, the Philadelphia Inquirer looked at polling that showed high school students do not want to attend college in states with abortion bans. When young people are deciding what college to go to, where they want to live, whether or not a state protects reproductive rights is very high on their list for both students and parents. One educational consultant told the Inquirer, after Ohio voted for abortion protections earlier this month, I had one mother say to me, okay, Oberlin is back on the list. This makes a lot of sense. And I've got to say, as parent to a 13-year-old who's going into high school, and so I've been talking to a lot of high school parents who are dealing with this process right now, their kids are seniors or juniors, they're looking at colleges. They are in no way considering sending their kid to a state where there's an abortion ban. And Parents are really, and maybe this is just the parents I speak to, but I am talking to more and more parents who want college counselors in high schools to be bringing this up with students as well. And of course, this piece in the Inquirer really aligns with other polling that we've seen, other stories that we've seen. Back in April, Gallup had uh, some numbers showing that almost three quarters of college students said that abortion laws in their state, in their school state, was important to their decision to stay enrolled. And a poll from NBC found that one in three students said they would change schools if they were in an anti-choice state. And this kind of brain drain isn't specific to college students, right? High school students going to college. We're seeing it around all sorts of people, young professionals who are thinking about where they want to live, where they want to start their families. They don't want to be in anti-choice states. Doctors, obviously, other medical professionals, they do not want to be in anti-choice states. And the other thing that's connected to this is anti-trans legislation, right? All of these attacks on the LGBTQ community. Those things go hand in hand, abortion bans and those attacks. And so when you're talking about young people, you're talking about college students, young professionals, they don't want to be in those places for both reasons, which is completely understandable. I've said this before, and I know I will talk about it many, many times again, but we're already living in a country that is very starkly divided, right? because of abortion bans. But I don't think we're, we're even slightly prepared for how much more that divide is going to grow, how stark that difference is going to be. 
because of bands, because of the ripple effects of those bands. I mean, we're already starting to see it, but imagine what that divide is going to look like in two years from now, five years. From now. It's, it's really going to be a lot. Let's talk about anti-abortion messaging for a minute. You know that this is my absolute favorite topic. The way that conservatives are talking about abortion is just something I am constantly thinking about, constantly looking for. And this past week, we saw two big themes, two big talking points come up. The first was this renewed focus from Republicans on how Dobbs gave abortion back to the states. Obviously, clearly, this is something that they have been talking about for years. It's a line they've been using. But in the wake of the last election, and at a time when Republicans are working really hard to make it seem as if they're not interested in passing a national ban, talking about giving abortion back to the states is a message that is really taking on life and it's taking on new meaning. Back to the states for a long time was really just about pivoting. It was about distracting voters from their ultimate goal, which is a national abortion ban. But now it's something different. It's still that. But it's also about the GOP trying to save face. I really think this. They have been getting their asses kicked since Roe was overturned, just getting absolutely creamed. And one way to not seem like the absolute fucking losers that they are is to pretend as if this was always part of the plan. I highlighted this this week. Chris Christie was on Meet the Press last weekend. And check out this quote. He said, We've seen referenda go on in places like Kansas and Ohio and other places where voters are getting to express their view on this. That's the way it always should have been. What's so interesting to me about this is that by claiming that the ultimate goal was always about giving abortion back to the states, right? That was the plan all along. Republicans are putting themselves in a position where they can say, well, I may not like what these states are deciding. I may not like what Ohio is doing. But that's all part of democracy. It was all part of the plan. This is how it should be. Now, it is deeply infuriating, deeply hypocritical for Republicans to um, applaud democracy, applaud states' rights in the same moment when every single fucking Republican in these states are doing everything that they possibly can to stop voters from having a say. But that's what makes this messaging so important to them right now. At the same time that they are attacking democracy, trying to keep voters away from having a direct say on abortion, they can use this talking point to pretend to give a shit about democracy while they are simultaneously dissembling. And this really also relates to uh, the thing I wrote last week, I think it was the week before, about what I think Donald Trump is going to do next on abortion rights, right? I think he's going to take credit for pro-choice wins by focusing on Dobbs uh, giving abortion back to the states. And so I think that this messaging is going to be really powerful for them in that way because it gives them cover, they think, they hope, for all of the attacks on democracy within the states because they can say, well, no, this was always the plan. We always wanted to give it back to the states. And for someone like Trump, it opens up the possibility of him even taking credit for it. So I'm paying really close attention to this uh, particular line of messaging. The other thing about this that I didn't catch until today, I didn't report on it this week, is that the latest poll from the New York Times found that when voters were presented with two hypotheticals, a Republican candidate who supports a 15-week abortion ban or a Republican candidate who says abortion should be left to the states, voters vastly preferred that latter candidate who said that abortion should be left to the states. And so there clearly is some polling on this, too. 
that Republicans are starting to understand that this, um, you know, focus on 15-week abortion bans, this lie of compromise legislation, that that isn't working and that talking about giving abortion back to the states just might. I hope you enjoyed the free clip of the week in abortion. I promise you that the audio quality is not usually that terrible. I'm traveling and forgot my microphone back in Brooklyn. If you want to listen to the full episode or if you want to listen to any of the previous full episodes, consider upgrading your subscription. It really is the best way to support abortion every day. For just $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to the weekly audio versions of the newsletter. You get access to the really incredible community in the comment section, which I cannot speak highly enough of. It is very rare to, to have a comment section where people talk about abortions and somehow manage not to be assholes. Incredible. In addition to joining that community, in addition to the audio version of the newsletter, you also get other subscriber-only content. I just started doing YouTube live streams, for example, where I'm hosting AMAs. People can ask me anything about abortion, feminism, or really anything else that's on their mind uh, within reason. But of course, the best reason to upgrade your subscription is because you want to keep reading abortion every day, because you think it's valuable, and because you know that the newsletter is 100% reader-supported. That means it would not exist without paid subscribers. That said, I want to make sure that money isn't a hurdle to joining the Abortion Everyday community. So if you can't afford a subscription for whatever reason, just email me at substackjessica at gmail.com and I'll give you a subscription, no questions asked. If you can afford to support the newsletter, though, really consider doing so. Again, it's what makes the newsletter possible. But if you don't want to do that, maybe consider sharing the newsletter with a friend or post about it on social media. Every little bit helps. So even if you don't sign up for a paid subscription, Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the newsletter by reading it and making it a part of your everyday life. I hope you go out and talk to someone about abortion today. I will be here every day doing the same.